Welcome to Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness. Thank you for having me here today. My name is Jen Drummond. I'm a mountaineer, a mother of seven, a business owner, and a next door neighbor. Oh, that's funny. I've lived in my house for 17 years and don't consider myself a next door neighbor. My next door neighbor is my best friend. And we met because we're next door neighbors. And we don't think either one of us could move because we'd be so sad if we lost each other. Oh, that's really sweet. Yes. So you're a mother of seven. Is that biological children or did you mix a family? No, it's biological children. So unique story here. I struggled with fertility issues. We could not get pregnant naturally, went to a fertility clinic to get assistance, still struggled in the beginning. And then they finally came up with a chemical cocktail that turned me into a hen, for lack of better words. (laughs) And all of a sudden we got a bunch of eggs and they fertilized them and we got a bunch of embryos. They planted two. I had my son, Jack. And then I remember getting a bill from the clinic and I'm like, oh, no, no, I've like paid you. I have my kid. We're good. And I said, oh, Jen, these are actually your embryos that we didn't plant yet that are here. I'm like, oh, OK, can you remind me what goes on with that again and what we're doing? And they're like, yeah, you have the choice. You can use them. You can donate them or you can destroy them. Mm-hmm. Well, someone who struggled that much to have one baby destroying them was absolutely not an option. That just felt terrible. Yeah. Donating them. I was like, man, the rest of my life, I'm going to wonder if I have a kid out there that I don't know about. So I guess we'll use them. They thought I'd get three or four kids. I have seven. I have seven children. The embryos are gone. Grateful for all of it, but it was quite a journey for a little bit there. Oh, I'm sure. How old are they now? So my oldest is 17 and I have twin daughters that are 11. So in between there. You're still in the thick of it. I'm still in the thick of it. Very much so. Little did I know that teenage years would be so much fun. (laughs) The worst. Oh my gosh. I called the cops on my 15-year-old daughter. So hard to parent. It is probably the hardest thing I've ever done, for sure. And so you've climbed mountains and parenting is way harder. Parenting is way harder than climbing any mountain. On the mountain, only on me to worry about, right? Like I just have to get me healthy up there and back and make smart decisions. When you have a human, you have to make decisions that's beneficial for you, beneficial for we, beneficial for them, how you say it and package it. What's the percent? Like there's just so many more angles that you have to think about and every single thing. So yes, I'll take my hands over another child all day. (laughs) Yeah. We were just talking about this at Christmas. My 24 year old was home for Christmas and she was reminding me of the poor choices I made when they were very young. And I don't disagree with the facts as they were presented. (laughs) It still made me want to cry because I wished I had done it differently. But it occurred to me that, you know, I wished my mother had been exactly the way I wished she had been. Like I had a different vision of what a mother should be. And I know that was true of my mother and her mother. And it's obviously true of my daughter and her mother. And so it's just a really weird thing, mothering. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. And we're all doing the best we can with the experiences that we have. Right. And I think our children help raise us. 
and help us see where we're hurting or where we have trauma and where that can be healed. And so I guess I believe in evolution. It's going to just keep getting better. But yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I think you're exactly right that the children help us, but I think they wish they didn't have to. Yeah, I think they expect us to already be mature, all knowing, and that is not the facts. When did you start climbing mountains? Crazy story. I am newer to mountaineering. So (laughs) I was in a horrific car accident in 2018 that should have taken my life and didn't. Like, we have no clue how I survived. Uh, The accident was rebuilt. There was not a scenario where I walked away, let alone like came out pretty much unscathed like I did. So that experience really woke me up to the fact that I don't get to choose when I die, but I sure get to choose how I live. And when I reflected on my life, I really wasn't living. I was just going through the motions of things and kind of subscribe to that. If then when my kids go to college, then I can get back to me or when this happens, then I can be happy. That accident rewrote the script on a lot of fronts. And so 2019 became the year of my bucket list. Who am I? Why was I saved? What do I want to do? What do I want to experience in this world? And on that list was climb a mountain along with like a thousand other things. Okay. Not just that, but what was interesting is going into 2020, I was turning 40. And so I'm like, okay, I'm alive for my 40th birthday. I want to do something pretty amazing to launch this next decade. So when I looked at my list, climb a mountain stood out. I'm like, I'm going to climb a mountain for my 40th birthday and launch this next decade. So I was training and my son challenged me to train for Everest because he thought that was a real mountain and the mountain I was training for wasn't whatever. I decided to take on Everest to show him that whatever Everest is, we're capable. So I took on Everest. My coach that I hired to help me with Everest was like, hey, Jen, there's this world record out there that I think you'd be perfect for. He goes, you have seven kids and it's going to be climbing the seven second summits. So that'd be seven mountains and seven continents and like all this stuff. And I can't even tell you why I said yes, mm-hmm. but I did. Like I had that whole body like, yes, I should be climbing mountains and setting a world record. That's perfect. So I said yes and took on the quest and just finished the pursuit in June 1st of 2023. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I am such a big proponent of yes, of saying yes to your heart's desire. Just do it and see what happens. That's so great that you're teaching your kids that and that you can attain your goals and nothing has to stop you. Do you think your life would be totally different had you not had the car accident? Oh, a thousand percent. Like I 100% believe that car accident happened for me, not to me. And it really gave me a chance. Like what it woke me up. I was achieving. I was striving. I had this idea of what I wanted things to look like. I didn't really pay attention to how they felt. I thought I had a whole bunch of time. That accident made me realize like, man, this could be my last decade or year or month or week. And if it is, do I care what X, Y, or Z says about me or thinks about me? Right. Before the accident, I was definitely following societal norms and just what was the right path was kind of what other people perceived. 
after that accident, I realized like everybody on this planet with me right now is going to die. Yes. So if they're going to die with me, I'm going to die doing what I freaking love. And I don't care if it makes zero sense to anybody watching from the outside. Not my problem. And that just really woke me up to being able to do stuff and not have to be excellent at it or take it all the way to the end zone or achieve, achieve, achieve. I was like, I'm doing this for no other reason than just to have the experience. And maybe I'm good. Maybe I'm bad. Maybe I never want to do it again. Now I know. Now I know. Right. I really love that. My mother passed away when she was 46 and I was 18. And her mother passed away when her mother was 46. And I'm 56 now, but I, for the most of my life, assumed irrationally that I was going to die young and I better just live out loud. You know, it's really been a passion of mine. Do you have any like ideas on how to get people to live out loud that you don't have to get in a car accident or your mother doesn't have to die young? It's really sad to me, actually, that we don't just live as if every day is our last because it so can be. It so can be. You know, one of the things that I do because I, I think we're naturally routine, habitual creatures. So it's, you just have to break that up. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I do every day is every time I touch a doorknob in my house, that is a sign for me to unplug from the moment, take in three deep breaths and just connect. Like, Am I doing things that I want to do or that I have to do? Or like, where am I right now? So that I can like short circuit automation (laughs) and just make sure that a whole nother year doesn't go by because I was sleepwalking through these moments of life. Yes. I call it trigger meditation. Pick a trigger every single time you have a drink of water, every single time you turn on your phone, every single time like you come home into the driveway into the garage, check in Mm -mm. with yourself and say, hey, Okay, am I on the right path? Or is there anything I need to shift? Like one little thing or whatever. And I think that's going to help us all be more purposeful and intentional with our lives. Yeah, I really love that. When I was a young woman, I really was a tumbleweed. And I was just getting by with two young girls. And I so appreciate having the time and the space to appreciate the little things. I made sure my husband looked out the window this morning because the sunrise was so gorgeous. I'm like, don't miss it. I help volunteer taking pictures of people that are dying. It's a really passionate thing of mine that we don't sleepwalk through life. And that we talk about death because, like you said, I'm so happy you said that, that everybody is going to die on the deathbed. What are you going to say? You know, you did it. I love that. So what do you do for work? All kinds of things. So I'm a speaker. I got hired by companies and different masterminds to come in and give motivational talks. Mm -hmm. I take people on experiences because I think a lot of times we have to embody something to really understand it and own it and not just be preached to it in a classroom setting or on a Zoom call. I work with people individually. You have a book that came out just recently. Yeah. What's the name of the book? Yeah. So I wrote a book called Breakproof. Seven Strategies to Build Resilience and Achieve Your Life Goals. I take the reader to each one of the climbs that I went on when I was setting my world record. I share a lesson from that experience that applies to anybody who has a goal in their life Mm -hmm. and hopefully helps them get to the top of whatever their mountain is. What kind of kid or young woman were you? Have you always been a go-getter? I have probably always been a Mm -hmm. go-getter. I was an athlete. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think that athletic mentality of, hey, this game's for an hour, let's leave it all on the field and let's train for this because it makes you better and all that kind of stuff has been huge in the success of all the things I've tapped into. Mm-hmm. Middle class family, I'm the oldest, I have a brother and sister, I have loving parents. I've had that good life for sure. Oh, and your best friend neighbor. I'm my best friend That's neighbor, so cute. Amanda. Like, how much better <laughs> can I get? Like, we'll call each other and not even use words. We'll just go, ee! like, we're so excited to talk to each other. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you. Everybody who's listening here today, I want them to know, like, know with all of their being that they get to write the story of their lives that they are here for a reason. And the things that get them excited are the things they should be chasing. I was a graphic designer my whole life. I'm great at it and I love it. But in 2019, I went to a conference actually in Toronto to get re-inspired because I was just, you know, for 30 some years I had been doing it. And one of the speakers said that if you have a desire inside of you, it's not there by mistake. You're supposed to be doing that thing. And that led to an entirely new career. I'm also doing graphic design, but I'm doing photography, which led to this podcast because I found the women, it was an intimate experience and they would open up to me. And then that led to a magazine. I mean, five years ago, none of this would have even been had I not heard that person just say that there's a reason it's inside of you. Yeah. Isn't it funny how often we look for permission outside of ourselves? Yes. You know, instead of just saying, hey, I give myself permission. So everybody listening here today, whatever pops into your mind today, give yourself permission. Like this is your permission slip to go check it out and look into it and see it. Just let it be whatever it is. I saw Liz Gilbert this summer and she made us write permission slips from the dean, from the office of the dean. And then you were allowed to give yourself permission to do whatever you wanted. She said when she used to walk the halls, in school and you had the permission slip from the dean, you could do anything. Isn't that funny? It's so true. Yeah, that's a great example. So are your kids athletic? Do you have them in sports? You know, I do. I let them pick their sport. So I have all kinds of athletes. I have boxers and lacrosse players and football players and soccer players and all that fun. You know, they're into climbing a little bit. I'm going to Africa in February. And I'm taking a group of people and I'm bringing my three oldest sons with me to go climb as well. So I'm excited to share that experience with them. I like doing the experiences and climbing mountains because it gives you this sense of satisfaction when you complete it. And it's also something that it's you versus you. Right. Right. It's you need to get yourself up there. There's no shortcuts. There's no whatever. And so you just learn how to become self-reliant and resilient. And what you do there spills into everything else you do in life. So it's super fun to watch these transformations happen with people on the mountain. It's just fun, right? Like getting out of your environment and experiencing something new and having that supportive community while you're doing it. It's amazing how you can have 12 people that know nothing about each other. And by the end of that experience, they have you know, 11 other people that are on their team in their corner, helping them do life. So before 2019, this would not have been on your radar either. You couldn't have imagined this. 
Not at all. Right. Your life can change any moment you decide. Yeah. Whatever happened to you, it just doesn't matter really at this moment, because what about now? Right. Close the chapter of the last story and write a new chapter. Right. And let it be whatever you want it to be. It really is that simple, but people don't believe you, but it is. Try it. Do it for 30 days. Reach out to me if you have problems and we'll talk. (laughs) Everybody who's listening today, if they want to type the word Everest to the number 33777, I'm going to share with you a little video clip that I had from Everest Base Camp when I went to climb Everest. And it is the Milky Way going over Base Camp. And I look at this video on a regular basis on my own phone. Anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed or serious or life is heavy and just looking at that image reminds me like this is supposed to be fun. Like I'm the one who's making it serious. And it just brings me back to like humble beginnings. And so I wanted to share that with your audience. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, it's just was very lovely conversation. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thank you for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.